¿Quieres pedo, güey? No, chale. Chale, chale, chale. ¿Quieres pedo? No, chale. chale. Ya sabes que a mí me vale. Me vale. ¿Quieres pedo? No, chale. Chale. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for jumping on the podcast today. I'm looking outside. It's looking, again, like another beautiful Southern California day. Sun's just getting ready to peak out. Looks like I may be able to get up on the driving range right now, the golf course, and go hit some balls and go frustrate myself. (laughs) Hope you all had a great Mother's Day also. And you got to spend it with your loved ones, your mamas, your wives, your daughters, all the awesome women of the world that make this world go around. I tell my kids all the time, I go, as much as I love you, I am incapable of loving you as much as your mama does. So you better treat her right because that's the person that is in your corner more than anybody else in this world. So treat those mamas right, guys. Today on the podcast, I have one half of, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, one of the greatest tag teams in pro wrestling of all time, and that would be the Rock and Roll Express. And my guest today is Ricky Morton. He's a guy that I grew up with watching and remembering the stories that my father told about him and their escapades together in different various territories and getting in the ring and really just tearing it down and the way wrestling used to be where they would wrestle eight times a week. It'd be every day and then twice on Sundays. So my father and Ricky and all the guys from those times just spent so much time together. They were always on the road. It was like a constant guy strip. So it was always hard for for them to transition back into reality when they went home and stayed with their families because the fact that you're so used to being on the road and being with the guys all the time, something that I Definitely understood a little bit being in WWE and WCW and then coming back home and having to transition back into reality and it's tough sometimes. But that's something that we talk about on this podcast and all the just fun, good times that they had, the great wrestling and how much each one of the boys, the wrestlers, the boys meant to each other. We talk about how tough it was to get into this business back then and they'd really just beat you up until they realized that you could be trained and we could, you're tough enough to make it in this business. So I'm very, very proud and very happy to be able to sit down and have a conversation with one of the greats in the pro wrestling industry, a guy that was considered to be one of the best good guys, the best baby faces of all time, and just had so much fire in that ring and could really, really tell a story. Him along with his partner, Robert Gibson, still today considered one of the best tag teams of all time, if not the best tag team. So without further ado, I bring to you Ricky Morton. Please subscribe to the podcast, hit the like button, and help keep us on the air, bring you bigger and better guests. And definitely check out all the past episodes. I got some really great guests on here, and it's it's like being in the car, traveling down the road on a road trip with me, Chavo, and one of the other crazy wrestlers that this business brings together. Again, here we go with Ricky Morton. 
Ricky Morton, what's going on, brother? Thanks for being here. Man, I want to tell you it's an absolute pleasure for, for me having you. You having me on your show. I get this right in a minute here. I got to tune my voice up here. <laughs> down, 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 down. Let me get it right here. And uh, Man. I, uh, this here, I got, I told Robert not to call me. Look <laughs> and, here. He's and he's you. calling me on the phone. Go talk to him back there. All right. <laughs> I told him don't call me that after I do this thing with you. So what's happening with you, my oh, friend? Oh, brother, man, I'm just doing this, this little podcast thing here and, uh, you know, what's going on with you, man? I see you kind of everywhere, still out there just rocking and rolling and stuff, huh? Man, I got to. That uh, <laughs> keeps me alive. Uh, yeah, I know. You right? know what I was, uh, I was watching the thing the other night on the, with Roddy Piper on the AEW. I saw that. And, uh, and, and the first guy popped up was Chavo, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, I went, holy crap. I forgot Chavo. Uh, he used to tell me about they were married for a long time, man. So the reason why we had moved to California, you know, we we're originally from El Paso, Texas. Yes. But, uh, my dad moved. Uh, he got a shot to go wrestle for, you know, Mike LaBelle at the Olympic Auditorium in like 1975, late 74, 75. And uh, he he came down there, checked it out and then goes, OK, guys, they offered me a job. You know, what should I do? So we moved for six months. It was six months what it was going to be. That we're going to go back to El Paso, but we never left. Like he just ended up killing it, you know, and doing really well. And he was their little golden boy for a little bit. And this oh, young man. punk named Roddy Piper came in, and they they made some good money together. Yes, they did. They did real good. You know, I uh, mean, your dad. Your dad was my friend. You hear me? We did a lot of things together. Uh, I, I tell the kids all the time, you know, and they don't un- see what's wrong with our business to me is people don't understand it. They think it's just getting your shit in. And I hate that. You know what I'm saying? I and I, I tell them all the time. I says, guys, I listen, go back and watch some tapes of Chavo Guerrero and Hector and Amundo. You know, I met Amundo before I met any of them. Oh, yeah. I, my first territory I was ever in was in Hawaii. And uh, yeah, I went Hawaii, there. Here, that's right. I'm and right out of Morocco, went, and was there, right? And uh, oh yeah, yeah, Larry some, Sharp. Some of the Harps but, are there, I think, right? Uh, you know what? In I and can't out, remember back then because we were just all young kids, right? Uh, but Amando, man, me and him, you know, we hung out together. He was cool, oh, yeah. man. Yes, hell yeah, me and him had a whole time together. But to get back to say what I was, you know, travel. He was the first one that I ever see do a moonsault, but he didn't do it off the top rope. He did it off the top of a cage. And, <laughs> now, yeah. and I never forget that. He told me to lay still. I went, what? Don't move. <laughs> yeah. Stay. And, Stay. And it wild. I mean, and, uh, but see what I'm saying, it, but he put his spots into the story of the match. Right. You know, nowadays, I just, nowadays, you just, do high spots the whole match, and then, you know, shoot them out like a cannon, and the finish will be a small package. So what the hell? Yeah, you know what? That that's what I'm seeing today. It's very much a lost a lost art for sure. There's getting less and less people being able to teach it. And what I'm watching mm-hmm. is that people they they use these moves, um, at, at, they use the moves. That's the story of their match, the moves. But the the moves help tell the story, but the moves themselves are not the story. Yes. Like an, I... an explosion in a movie. If you look at a movie, an explosions 
they help tell the story, but the explosion themselves is not the, that's not the story. And, <laughs> I I, I, right. And I remember one time when I first started wrestling, I first started wrestling um, and WCW was my first territory. You know, I was young, dumb, you know, they brought me in and uh, I did, I had a, a match with Dean Malenko and it was like a night Monday nitro. And um, mm. um, uh, Paul Orndorff pulled me aside and he goes, Hey, Hey kid, don't just rely on those moves. Don't just rely on those moves. And at first I couldn't, I didn't understand what it meant. Later on, I see what he's telling me. Hey man, it's a story. We're telling a story. The moves help tell the story, but they're not the story. Yes. And I, I got and I, you there. And I think hey, I'm gonna, missing today, right? Do you think you see that? Well, you know, I, I have a wrestling school. Okay. Travel. I don't know if you know, school of Morton. No. I have a lot. What's YouTube the name of it? School? school of Morton. Yeah. I have a lot of YouTube show every where, where, Sunday. Where's your where is your your uh, school at? It's uh, in East Tennessee. It's in a little town called Chucky, Tennessee. That's not but two buildings. Yeah, one okay, of them. So anybody listen? Anybody listening? I first thing I tell people is to get trained correctly by a reputable person. So if you're in close to Tennessee, go to Ricky Morton and get trained. You will learn this business business correctly. Yeah, I have sure. a. I've been there for almost ten years. We have a live youtube show that comes on every sunday on school of morning youtube it's, oh, wow. you know it at 505 and we mm -hmm. uh, we actually do good you know it's not don't get me wrong it's a youtube show but uh That's great it it, it learned oh yeah and it's keeps me young too uh, uh before we get really started here before yeah. i jerk to that other limb what's up with that 64 <laughs> pella Six three, better sixty. So that 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 one on is that a sixty three? So, so the one that I just had on my Instagram was a sixty four. That was uh, we I did a, an appearance and they had uh, somebody you know came like a car club that we drove. But I have I have the the original one that me and Eddie came on TV with. The original. I remember one, that. It was uh, you know we start the, when we first started. It was out of the blue. We did it at a at a pay per view in Worcester, Massachusetts, uh -huh. and it was green. And we ended up doing it. And then after. Um, about six months later, John Cena bought it. So John Cena had it. Then when Eddie passed away, John Cena gave it to me. I completely had it frame off restoration, you know, completely redone. I mean, it, you could, it's, you can eat off the bottom of it. Like that's how. Perfect. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm a, a car. I'm a, you car know, I'm a car guy. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. I am, but, nice. But, but I'm, I'm a Chevrolet guy. Chevy, baby. Uh, I'm yeah, man. Too, yeah. Hey, come on. I'm not making fun of you. Chevy. Chevy, Chevy. <laughs> Chevy. Yeah, Chevy yes, guy. sir. No, you know, man, I, I do. I go to a lot of car shows. You know, oh, really? I, I just, oh, good. I didn't know that. Oh, hell yeah, buddy. I was just, uh, they had a great one down here in Pigeon Forge not long ago. Me and my wife, we, you know, we got a little place down there up in the mountains, too. Yeah. But sure. we went down, man, we just had a ball going up down seeing those cars, man, and the low riders and, all, you know, everything. Something about a classic car, brother. There's something about it that it's just, man, there's, they don't make them like that anymore, you know? Oh, no. You know, it, and when they made them like that, I could work on them easy, fix them, fix them up. I mean, exactly. you got to have a college degree now to change the plugs. You got to have a computer. You got to hook it up to the computer and see what's wrong with no. it. You know, back there, you, you, no I, can hear, I can hear what's going on. Okay, it's missing. You're probably your, your spark plug or your something, time is a little off, something, you know, it's pretty, pretty easy. Just yes, small, I got you. Right there, you know. Well, I got you now. So I'll tell you, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, real quick. Uh, I, I'll, you know, there'll be. A, I live in Southern California now. There's a, you know, beautiful, you know, uh, some restaurants, you know, with high end restaurants and stuff. So I'll take that that 
that Impala there. And there'll be a Lamborghini parked there. There'll be a Ferrari parked there. And I'll pull up with that, that, that Impala. I'll drop the back and, oh, everybody freaks out. Everybody's like, whoa. whoa. Yes, that's cool. And I'm like, well, there's a Rolls Royce right there. They said, we don't care about that. We like this car. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm not into those cars right. like that either. I like the old cars. They just get me going on. So, uh, right. All right. So I will so just get, you're, you're get deep a, into something. Yeah. So you're a, you're a second generation wrestler, huh? Yes, I am. People didn't, say, I didn't I, know that either. When we had uh, some beers over at, uh, at, uh, was OVW last time I think I saw you. Uh, no, the last time I saw you was at uh, Luke Gallows thing, but when we, when we, last time we had some beers was at, uh, uh OVW and you're telling, I didn't know you were second generation. Yeah, man, my dad was right. You know how my, my dad got started in wrestling in San Diego, California. He was, oh, really? uh, yeah, he was in a Marine Corps there. He was a drill instructor in the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. And, uh, and they he hit the ring one night on a match. <laughs> my really? dad hit the ring. <laughs> yes. And uh, they were shooting an angle, and I guess they thought it was wrong. And my daddy hit the gun. And, and uh, he didn't hit him, you know, but he missed him. He said he went over the top rope and he went, holy shit, where I got into Bob yeah. all back and forth. But needless to say, they had to start smarten him up. Right, right. And put him in the ring because back then, you know, it's, you know, our, our business was very sacred and they took care of it. But he said uh, he got the shit beat out of him for about a week, you know, yeah, and, yeah. until they smartened him up for right. that night. Uh I think it was the redheaded guy out there. What was his name, man? He was a shooter. Uh, Red Bastine? Yes. Red Bastine, uh, yeah. 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 You know what? I think he's the one that took him to the gym and stretched the shit out of him and stuff. <laughs> but 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 that that's a good thing, though. Yeah, then I broke into his second uh generation. I have my son Carrie that's gonna be third generation. But you met Kerry before, you yes, know, sir. you see him yes, at sir. Luke good, Gallows. Good yeah, absolutely. Good yes. Kid. And he's here, you know, people, you know, he's out, but, uh, out of school right now, which is cool. Because my, my most important thing. And I, and I just tell you the truth, Chavo, if right. I had an education. Right. And, and it, everything that had to be in this business is my own fault because I wasn't educated enough to know. Sure. So, and and that's it. And I'm not letting let that happen to him. He's got a four year free ride uh, to college, and take advantage of it. Take you know, advantage of it. It was just a different time back then, man. You know what? You, you, we were wrestlers. You know, we wrestled, and and promoters really they they preyed on the fact that we loved wrestling, or you guys loved wrestling. My dad, you know that that was wrestling. That was your life. That was your business. It wasn't like you had you know a you know your restaurant too and your bar. You had you wrestled. That's what you did. So yes, a lot of times I see that they um, and nothing. It was just a different time. I get it. You know they'd give you a contract and you know they had their their fifteen lawyers draw it up, but they expected you to read it and not have your lawyer look at it. You know, but we didn't. We never had lawyers back then. My dad didn't have a lawyer. You know. Well, we didn't even have contracts back then. We just went to territory to work. Handshake, right? And, Handshake, yep. Yeah, it, but but you see, Chavo, our business was sacred. Right. Listen at me. We were the boys. I agree. We depended on each other to make a living. We we depended on each other. You know, it's like nowadays, how many times have you worked really, really injured? Oh, that was, uh, that was, that was okay. Years. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Back then, when do you... And look at back then. I'm just saying the boys yeah. took care of you. That many times, you know, I broke my arm, my shoulder would be 
completely out and I go to the ring and nobody would even know it because right. the boys knew how to work to cover it up to take care of this and this situation. And if you didn't go to work, you didn't get paid. Uh, right. That was I, a I, whole. Right. There, there was no downside. That's what people don't realize. If you did not work, you didn't wrestle, you did not make money that day. No, you did right. not make no money. And, and, and to go back, you know, I, and I tell you the truth, you know, well, I've never had a contract. Really? Never been on a contract. Really? Wow. No, I never didn't even have one. And I, I never forget uh, when WCW took it over, they started signing contracts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to to get me a, a little contract, but they told me they ran out of money. And then they signed Brett. They signed Brett Hart next day for eleven million dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just want a hundred grand. You know what? And not even that. You know the business is all I know. There wasn't a spot for me. Hell, I put the ring up. I don't care. This right. is what I do. I've been around the wrestling business. And my wrestling school, when I'm around the wrestling business, that's me. It don't matter. Right. And it's hard to give it up. I'm, I'm, I'm 64 years old. I'll be 65 this year. And, and, and I'll look it, but I keep myself in shape. When I go to, to yeah, somewhere, at, at least I can give you your money's worth what you do. No, I'm not mm-hmm. as sharp as I used to be, but I still have to depend on wrestling for a living. Yeah, you and that's cook, why man. I got I'll tell you what, Cook. when I saw you and Robert go last time, you guys were cooking, man. You guys were going. <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. We uh, we got that. And that's the reason I got my wrestling school going for it. And, and my most important thing is to get my son started in business. You know, it, sure. he's really good. And uh, But, man, going back, just thinking, just talking to you, we're talking about wrestling. Uh, like I told you, I was with your, uh, your uh, Uncle Armando. Uncle Armando, yep. Yes. And in my first little territory, and what a territory to go to when you're 20 years old, Hawaii, uh, Honolulu. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, and it's just, you, you wrestled on the, about six months. six months, six months, six months living in Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, That's just laying on the beach every day. And you know how it is. I, I don't mind saying this, you know, every, two, every week and you, crop of people come in right. and you gosh you man you just right you really really lived the dream there then you know then i went back to memphis and that's where i first met hector oh yeah uh, hector came in and uh he had a great little run in memphis you tennessee for, but uh, for jared who's it yes jerry and then you know then i left again i went to uh san antonio texas that's where i met Chavo, your dad mm-hmm. And uh, for uh, who was that for? Was it for Joe Blanchard? Blanchard, okay. Joe Blanchard. Yes, sure. uh, so I, I lived in San Antonio. We lived in San Antonio. Uh, we went anybody, to Bon anybody, anybody listening? So back in the day, the way it was, if, I'm, I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans that are listening know this, but if not, they were in territory to territory to territory. There were six months in one territory, four four months in another territory, eight months in yes. another territory, and they just traveled the country. They never looked like, like gypsies, almost, you know. <laughs> Well, you know what? It, it is. You know, you ever heard Jimmy Valiant song? I was born, I was raised by a gypsy. <laughs> right? No, right? Yeah. Boogie. Oh, yes. And, uh, but that's why I think why you guys are so good is because in one territory, you know, you were a babyface. Next territory, you were healed. Next territory, you were you were tag team. Next territory, you were managing. Yes. You, you knew every. You did it all. 
Yeah, we did it all. But you know what? And it was so. And I tell guys this in our business, you have to be at the right place at the right time. Absolutely. And then when they asked you to do something, instead of saying, huh, you know how to do it. Or instead of saying, oh, I, I hate for somebody to tell me, I know. <laughs> well, if you know, how come you did it that way for? You know, and it, it, it cracks my ass, just to yeah, tell I you know. the truth. I, Especially, I know. I know. <laughs> then why'd you you do know, <laughs> yeah, but, but then you get in the ring and lock up with the guy in the headlock. You go, huh? <laughs> well, <did> you, huh? <laughs> Jesus, shut up! <laughs> Get out of the ring. I, this, this is the one I loved when I'd say, like you know, like I'd be in the ring, call something, the guy in a headlock. I say, "Hey, just give me a tackle." So as as I shoot him off, all of a sudden he's dropping down. And I go, "Uh, did I say drop down?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it. Hey, Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton was one of the greatest workers in a business, and Absolutely. I love him. But but Bobby, he be messing with you, and he go. All right, Ricky, he'll be Pat Mahal. Give me a towel. Give me a towel. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's do this. And, then, and then I'll be hollering. I'll say, damn, Bobby, he, he'd shoot me off and go, well, you call it. <laughs> and I'm going to the ropes. <laughs> you but, he, but, well, you know, we're sure. so experienced. You know what sure. to do. And you didn't have to do that. Uh, I, I wrestled Bobby one time in, in WCW. You know, me, green as, green as fuck. I didn't know what was going on. And... I basically, I, I just, I just listened. I just sat and listened. And really, we didn't. Even, if you look back at the match, we really didn't do anything. It was all Bobby, you know. He, he, he first of all, I couldn't understand a word he was saying until he goes. Oh no, uh, I know. But, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. That's what. Give, give me one of the uppercuts. I said, "What? Give me an uppercut." <laughs> said, what? He goes, give me an uppercut. So I gave him an uppercut, and he, oh my god, he sold it like I shot him with a shot, shotgun. And I was, oh yes, I froze for a second, and then I fired up, and oh my, it, it was it was all Bobby. And then when I got to the back, I had all the you know the younger guys like, wow, what a match! That was great. Your fire was great. I said it was <laughs> that was all Bobby. Bobby did it all. <laughs> you know what? And that happens to me a lot. People say, man, you did a great. Canadian destroyer. Now let me tell you how this happened. Uh, you know the guys LAX that yeah uh, yeah 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 Hernandez and uh, and uh, yes. Well, I'm working with them for George Janela. This is right before they went to uh, AEW, and uh, the biggest thing we got into it was about because I knew that they were at uh, TNA mm -hmm. at that time, and they uh, they wanted to put us over, and I wouldn't let them. I said, "No, bro, you're on TV. I'm not." Mm -hmm. uh, you see, and, and I'm serious. I yeah, mean, right, this is just right. business. This is a business. You, you know, business, yeah. don't got to do that to me. Right. But uh, he told me, he goes, I'm selling over the court. He said, my partner's going to do a spot of a Robert mm -hmm. off his back and uh, Sunset Flippy. So, boom, I'm looking here. I come, I come off his back and I Sunset flipping, And all of a sudden, the the crowd went wow just pop like a son of a bitch and i stand up and i'm going what the hell just happened i don't know what i did uh -huh, you uh -huh. know and right, uh, right. and people going at the ringside canadian destroyer what the hell's a canadian destroyer <laughs> i don't even know what it is you know but you see what i'm saying yeah, when you have yeah. good workers yeah. like that man i love them guys too gosh guys. i'm money they oh yeah but they get it you understand they get our business and it's hard. Somebody asked me the other day, so Ricky Morgan, can you still go an hour? If I, I said, if I have somebody that can work. Right. Absolutely. I can, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. but you don't find that. And, and in the 80s, when we, in the 80s was the best time. 
well, it was in the business I brother, ever had. This, this is what I say about about that about my father's era and your era, is that it was the wild west back then, man. There was there was no MMA back then. The toughest guys in the world were the pro wrestlers, bar none. Period. Over and oh, out. And that's the way it was. You you they if you weren't tough as nails, they didn't train you. You didn't make it in this business. They had to before they let you into the business. They had to make sure you were tough. And if you weren't, you didn't make it. That's just what no. It was. Uh, no, you didn't. And uh, I didn't consider myself as a tough guy, but my thing is, is I never quit. Well, you know, you, I, you, I'd come back tough, for another tough as nails, man. You got yeah. your ass well, I'd every come back. night. And it wasn't yeah. like you had to be in a bar punching people out. But at the same time, you're you're with these guys had to know you're a part of that fraternity and you were you're, you're tough. That's just the way it was. Well, I mean, well, no. OK, but but let me tell you a great story about that. Yeah. Uh, I will. Robert and I went down to work. You know, Eddie Graham's one of the first ones because we was just an underneath team in Robert work in Memphis. Okay. And uh, they come up. And this is at the time when Vince was starting to go out. So all the territories got together. And had, yeah, me and Robert was there. Eddie Graham in Florida, correct? Yes. And dad, Eddie Graham was there. Then my dad told me some good stories about Eddie about how he, he taught him a lot. Yes. But he, but see what I'm saying is, is we had a match. Mm-hmm. And he just stood up. I didn't know him from Madeline's ass or nothing. And he goes, guys, I know all y'all brought, brought y'all's top talent in here. And we, you know, we put somebody over tonight. Sure. He said, but I just watched uh, these two boys right here. He said, he sold for 20 minutes and didn't even bury his partner. He goes, that's who you need to push. And I went, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, nice. but after a while that we went down to, uh, to Tampa Mm-hmm. And they had a place down there. I, at my school, I have a dungeon, but it's not the shit. It's just a dungeon, an old building. But they had the dungeon there, and we're having a meeting. So we're we're not in the territory full time, but we're there. Mm-hmm. So we just went, went, went with the boys uh, to the meeting, and it's down in the dungeon back there. And this guy walks in with the manager. That dungeon was the old Tap Arena, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you. uh. uh but a guy walks, the office is there too. Okay. And, and they, uh, a guy walks in wanting to be a wrestler. I mean, he's talking his stuff. And he got a manager with it. And Eddie Graham <laughs> is, is go, looking around. He's looking like, what the fuck? And he goes, well, I'll tell you what I do. And this really, it blew my mind. There's a guy named Spider Galito. He was sweeping the floors. He's an old man. He's 70 years old then. He's just sweeping the floors. And Eddie Graham told him, says, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put you to read that man back there with that broom sweeping the floor. <laughs> and then if you do good against him, I uh, let you be with one, try getting rid of one of these guys. And I'm <laughs> sitting there and I'm thinking about, I didn't know Spider until at the time. I went, oh my God, what's he doing? This guy's going to kill this old man. <laughs> and listen, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen nothing like this in my life. He gets in the ring. He's barely just walking. And the guy gets in there. He goes, all right, go. And I, was, I mean, just a second. Boom, he was on his, the guy. I mean, Spider Glitto took him down. Bum, bum, and then Spider jumps up and goes, oh, oh, you must have slipped. Did you slip? Yeah, the guy, yeah, I slipped. They get back up. And the next thing I know, you ever heard of the, you ever heard of the Russian pretzel hoat? No. You know, it's when the guy wonders how he won because he's seen two big 
balls and you bit them. But he said, it's amazing what you do when you bite your own nuts. You know, Father Glitto tied the son of a bitch up. Uh, and I'm, I mean, this is in seconds. Yep. And this guy screaming and hollered and his manager is out there on the floor screaming at him. And that guy hollers back, shut up. You get your ass in here. You think you could do any better? And then Spotter let him go. And I never forget this. The guy stood up. He looked around at all of us. He looked at Spider Glento. He goes, thank you, sir. Thank you for letting me know that I'm really not shit in the <laughs> wrestling business and walked out the door. Damnest thing I ever seen in my life. It's all happened in like 45 seconds. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was people around like that. So I mean, when I was in WCW, I mean, we had guys that were, you know, setting up the ring and and driving, you know, the the ring. And it was it was Klondike Bill. Remember Klondike Bill? Yeah, and Gordon. Uh, and then Gordon. And Gordon yeah. was was the Funk sh Pistol back in the day. I didn't even. Know. <laughs> oh yes. My dad was I... like, he was like, uh, you know, Gordon. Like, I, that's that Gordon was... Nelson. Gordon yeah. knows like he goes, that was a funks he's he shooter. You know, anybody knows what a pistol is. He's like the he's their guy that anytime somebody got little wise in the ring or a little smart in the ring, they sent him in there and just and to show him exactly who he was. <laughs> you know, every uh every territory had one of those guys. Did you, oh, yeah. you know that? Every territory yeah. had somebody that would uh, you know, like the the funks too. They had another one named Dennis Stamps. You ever meet Dennis? Oh no, I did not. Oh shit. He's a killer. You know, in Cornette even had one. Uh, when we had Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and a lot of people don't know this, it, it, he was the maestro. I don't know if you remember him, yeah, maestro. Yeah, yeah. No, I do remember the maestro. His I, name's I worked, Robbie. I, I worked with uh, the maestro a couple of times. Really nice guy. Was quiet, yeah, nice super, guy. Yes, or super yes. nice guy. Yeah. God, bro, he's, hey, rip your rip you a new asshole really? you understand me oh yeah he that. was olympic he went to the olympics and all that stuff too. oh my god <laughs> and uh i told him uh it's like I, we did a thing and uh this one guy a friend of mine was in an audience he goes how come we called him robbie eagle back then because mm -hmm. that's what he wrestled but he was maestro but he asked how come maestro's up there on the stage with y'all I said, get about a foot from Jimmy Cornette, you'll find out. Oh, <laughs> oh you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, that's just the way it is. Wow. Yeah, get about a get about a foot from Jimmy. Get too close. He'll let he'll let you know what he's doing out there. And <laughs> well, but every Jim, territory Jimmy had, had so much heat that he was still has so much heat, but he always had somebody next to him, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know every what? I love Jimmy, but right. holy shit, I don't know what happened to him. Uh I just don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just because he's got making a lot of money off his podcast or or whatever he's doing. But I love the boys. I love Jimmy. Yeah, There's nothing right. he can say about me right. to make me not like him because I'm like that. But holy shit, man, you know he what? needs I, to chill out. When I, I talked to him at a, at a show, um, I don't know, a show in Oklahoma or something a couple few years back. I it's I think it's a work. I think he's, he basically told me like, like, Hey man, I'm just, I'm just getting rises out of people. <laughs> you oh. know? So, Well, I'm glad for him. I had, you know, I yeah, right. usually talk to him, but you know, when I do talk to him, yeah, I don't ask him, Sure, you know, I don't ask him, I, you I, know, I, if he wants to tell me he, he can, sure, but he needs to smarten some people up before somebody hurts him. Cause I knew one guy that said, 
one of the boys I said, he said, so I see him, I'm going to slap the shit out of him. I said, yeah, but they get you for child abuse. So this, yes, man, this, you know, leave that, yeah. leave it, son of a gun along. So, so now you're, you're okay, second generation pro wrestler. You decide you, you want to get in the business. Who, who trained you? Well, uh, travel with my dad. Okay. We uh, we were you know after he got out of the Marine Corps and stuff we it, back then they didn't have independent wrestling it was called outlaw wrestling. Okay. So uh, he started doing that. Then he got he, he got involved with Nick Gulas. We pulled the wrestling ring. And my dad wrestled. Did he? And then he started refereeing because he got older. Mm. And uh, we had to go with their dad every right. day. You know, uh, not every day but you know on your sure. you know but in our days we wrestled every day right until he went to memphis and got a big time job with jerry jerry but for dick you know you wrestle monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday you know in, in nashville and chattanooga nashville was on wednesday chattanooga was on saturday right twice the other days <laughs> other days my dad had to pull the ring and set it up really and we and we had i uh, had four brothers and uh we had to go with him and by being on the road with him, getting you know, because my dad's one of them early words. That's the reason I am, you know, I, still today, you know, when the show, I'm there early, right? Right. And it's just because it's habit and, right. and, and going to work. And we're there early. So me and my brothers would get in there, and, me, and my dad would get in there with us and teach us. And but at the time, being for Nick Goulis, you know, the wrestlers aren't aren't what they are today. You know, sure. I mean, today are, are, uh, uh, professional wrestlers are, you know, great athletes dude. I mean, they're yeah, sure. badass trainer ass off for their, and, and they do, uh, but then they didn't. And you didn't draw many people. And at that time I, I thought about doing it, but I didn't want to do it. Right. I thought about doing it and I didn't want to do it. Uh, but then I started wrestling for day, but this time my dad, had went to because Jerry Jarrett, Nick Gulas, they went opposition, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, brother. And Jerry Jarrett had the Memphis territory in the early, went in the late '70s and mm-hmm. the early '80s. Holy, you couldn't believe if wow. Memphis didn't wow. sell out every yeah. Monday night, they would change stuff. Right. You understand me? Yeah. And you know, just like I do in territories, this is what really got me to you're never going to get over the owners <laughs> you know yeah. and you're never going to get out you know and and don't get me jerry lawler's one that sure. gave me my the rock and roll express me and robert okay. but you know jerry was the king of memphis he's never going to get over it. No. but it was yeah. all right though what yeah, he, he was protecting he's protecting his spot for sure oh but what yeah. i learned that but don't get me wrong yeah, i'm a, sure. i will say this to you too jerry lawler's one of the best workers i ever been in the ring this really you, awesome. you have you have you had to also have you had the honor to wrestle him never been in the ring with him and see this is what and i learned this right here you, you see great workers to me are not somebody that does this and does that a great worker can work with anybody correct you see what i'm saying and yeah. i watched jerry lawler mm-hmm. i seen him do a thing one time with them with one of the midgets in in memphis holy sh- what a match they had really? i couldn't believe it how good it was and and you didn't go over. But what I'm saying is at that time when I was working for Nick and my dad, 
he told me, he said, I was off one day. He said, why don't you go to Evansville, Indiana with me tonight? And, uh, and I was looking as so I said, all right. And you know, you always bring your wrestling bag. Always right. never always. forget it. Never, it's in the car. Yeah, always, and I get to Evansville. Always brought your gear. Yeah. And, and Evansville and Memphis was hot, you know, that was part of the territory but every town was like it. It was in Evansville, Indiana. Those yep. no saying I have all the time, they was hanging from the rafters, people <laughs> everywhere. And I get there and one of the, somebody's car broke down and two of the baby faces couldn't make it. They called in, they couldn't get there. And I'm and my dad asked Jerry Jarrett, he says, won't you let my boy wrestle? And Jerry was kind of, you know, our business is, Right there is K-Fabe, and uh, he yeah. goes, I don't know, Paul. And then he come here, and he asked me, he says, do you want to work my show? I said, God, I'd love to. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know if you knew Kitty Wayne Peel, one of the nightmares, Kitty Wayne, Kenny great Wayne, worker. I know, I remember the nightmares, but not uh, Kenny Wayne. Yeah, he was one of them. So okay. he uh, – I remember Jerry Jarrett telling me, he said, okay, y'all go out there. If it's a good match, go 15 minutes through. But he, I remember Jerry Jarrett turned around, looked at my dad and goes, if the match sucks, take it home. <laughs> sure. Right? What leads to say, me and Kitty clicked, we had a hell of a match. And uh, and I was coming back from the dressing room, and Jerry Jarrett came out behind the door and grabbed me. He says, if you like, you can start Memphis TV Saturday morning. And that's oh yes, and it did. That's that's when I. But but you he, see, he smart. going he saw, he saw he saw young, good looking kid. He's like, oh, I can make some money off this kid. <laughs> yeah, but but see, Memphis. I mean, at that time though, man, you go into these auditoriums that were sold out. I'm right. going. I'm coming from thirty people in a building. Right. To Memphis did ten thousand people every week. This is right. in the early eighties, man. I'm, wow. Wow. Uh, tell and. But I, what a learning experience, Chavo, I had there. Another thing, Jerry Jarrett, I was wrestling in Memphis. I don't know if you remember a guy by the name of Killer Carl Krupp. Killer Carl not, Krupp, yeah, not Cox. Krupp. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yes. I, you know, and I'm working with him in Memphis, and I guess he didn't want to put me over. So sure. I went to the ring. And God, it was like pulling teeth. So finally, I just told him, I said, all right, man, I went through every finish you could ever imagine because I'm selling for him and I'm kicking out of every one of them. Right. And then finally he gives me a turnbuckle. I move and I scoobal him. I get out and I walk to the back and Jerry Jarrett used to spit at Copenhagen in a cup. Uh-huh. And I come walking back and he reached out and grabbed me again. He go, Krupp didn't want to sell for you. Did he? I says, uh, I don't know, because I didn't knock nobody. I didn't. I says, I don't know. He said, oh, I know. He says, uh, you're the underneath guy. Uh, you're wrestling killer call Krupp. He hits you with every finish in the world. You kicked out on one, and you small packaged him. Jerry Jarrett looked at me and went, you're the toughest son of a bitch i ever seen in my life. <laughs> he goes, I might have to put the world title on you. <laughs> then he started laughing and I walked off. But you see, I was, yeah. our business was so, I love Memphis at that time. God, you know, it's like Woodstock, but you know, yeah. you go into the shows 
to do TV at Memphis on Saturday morning, and the motels would be a thousand girls out there. Yeah, uh, you guys are rock stars. Oh my God, you guys were freaking rock stars. Wow, it, you know what? Yeah, literally looking back, we were. But but see, it took everybody to do that. Sure, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, me me and Robert drew a lot of money with uh, with your dad and Hector, right? Uh, especially in in Texas. You know, we worked for Bill. You know, we went to work for Bill Watts. We we did the thing with the Midnight Express, and the Midnight Express left. Then we went into an angle with with Chavo and Hector. Right. Holy shit! And I, you know, they used to wear those. What do you call the things the, with the bullets? The, the bandoleros. Okay, yeah, they yeah, they. Yeah. <laughs> the Chavo yeah. was swinging them one night, and they hit perfect, and they, and they went off. Yeah, yeah. They bow bow, but you know they were blanks, but yeah. we didn't know that. Yeah. Man, I was jumping down off the ring. I'm what the boy? He's looking around. He's going, that never happened before. <laughs> Damn. That's funny. You know, I tell you what, that I remember my dad telling me about Memphis, back to Memphis, that um, Elvis was a big wrestling fan, that he used to go to the, the matches and he would just sit up top in the balcony and watch and, and look over and watch the matches. And then um, we went to the Cauliflower Alley Club one time back, back in the day before it was, you know, all the fans were there when it was just mm-hmm. the boys. And uh, we met this, and I forget her name, but it was a, a an older lady wrestler, still very pretty, very good looking lady. Was her name Cora Combs? I think that was it. And then my dad goes, "That girl right there, she slept with Elvis." You know what? You know what? I'm going to tell you, my dad knew Elvis because yeah. from there, yeah, he sure. he come to the wrestling, right? Uh, he incognito, you know, he of course have a wig and all kinds of stuff on. He loved wrestling. Right, and hear. he did this. But matter of fact, I, I just seen, uh, you know, Alice Cooper is a friend of mine. <laughs> and uh, I was asking, he was telling me about first time he met Elvis. Uh-huh. You know, this is in our 70s. And sure. uh, they sent for him. Elvis sent for him to come over there. See, hell, I'm going to meet Elvis. So he, walk, he, he walks in a room with Elvis. And uh, he says, the first person I seen is Linda Lovelace. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room with it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. then uh, Elvis walks up to him and you know, Elvis, he says, hey, boy, you the one that wears that makeup? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I do. He goes, oh, that's cool. Real cool. <laughs> and he said, that's how he said to him. You know, And but but he said, that, he said it was wild as hell. But um, could you imagine that meeting Elvis? Holy shit! Well, the, uh, I mean, back in the day, there's people that every people that's hung out with the wrestling fans. I mean, I remember some of the guys like at Madison Square Garden. They were telling me, you know, Andy Warhol would be there, and all these just just people that you would not expect were these huge wrestling fans back in the day. Yes, and, and that happened a lot. You know, I was in the era in Memphis with Andy Kaufman. Mm, that's right. When he come there, you know, and when Andy Kaufman, the camera wasn't on. Right. He's the most quiet guy you ever seen in your life. He was That's just right like, here. didn't do nothing. But boy, right. as soon as that camera come on, he went into a character. Holy crap. Uh, I met a lot of people in, in this business. You have to, you know, WWE, sure. gosh, right. you know, right. They, you know, it's, it's a movie star. <laughs> you're a movie star yes, when you wrestle that row. Yes, <laughs> so uh, you have that I, movie star status when, I, when I went to I went to the SAG Awards uh, not too long ago, the Screen Actor Guilds Awards, and um, when we were there, you know, we were uh, I think this was the Netflix party, you know, because I'm I'm 
you know that I'm doing some stuff in Hollywood and that kind of stuff now. <clears throat> so I went to one of those parties. You know, there was there were everybody who was everybody was there. I mean, all all these A-listers and stuff. People were coming up to me, Chavo. Hey, man. Oh, good to see you. They're Russian fans. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yes, all of them are, buddy. You know, they they all are, and yeah, it's it really cool. cool. And it's happened a lot of times. You know, yeah. You know, I was in Nashville one time doing something, and a guy come up and was talking to me. And I'm, man, how you doing? And he walked off. The guy goes, man, that was Garth Brooks. He was just talking to. Oh, really? And <laughs> yeah, I went. Holy shit! I went and grabbed. Him. I said, man, I said, I'm sorry, I didn't. I said, hell, I'm a Garth Brooks is, you know, a big deal in Nashville, fella. But but I, on I, it, I, what I'm saying, we went into this angle with your dad. Yeah. Hector. And uh Hector. And boy, they would call some, you know, because he didn't go over Max's then. Yeah, you just called the ring. And especially if yeah, you guys but, knew each other like that, like you guys had been working together, you just get in the ring and just go. Yeah, but they'd do stuff, man. Look here, man. I mean, Hector would do something to me, and next thing here come Chavo. Doing a spinning dive, you know, like a bullet. Yeah. Wah, 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 hit me. <laughs> yeah, but never hurt me one time. Sure, sure. I, you know, and I trusted him. Uh, I see the other day, and I forgot about stuff like this. Is where I hit. Your dad come running. I did something. Old off. I hit Hector with the crossbody off the top of the cage, and uh, the people went nuts. And boy, those cage matches, man. You're the, he'd he he'd climb over the cage uh-huh. and he'd I have his hair with my hands but he'd hold on to my wrist and swing from the oh, top wow, of the yeah. cage but you know it's yeah god that's strong that's strong shit you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. man yeah. your dad would i'm going holy shit you fall it's gonna break your leg but <laughs> man but you what he was doing you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah, you guys, uh, you guys would cook, man. I, some of the, some of the, 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 old, the videos I'd see, you know, VHS tapes of you guys going, gosh, dang, you guys just yes. went, went. You know, I remember one. Oh yeah, he's... about there was you, you. There was a four way, four way tag team match. It was, it was you guys. It was rock and roll. It was the Midnight Express. It was the, my dad and Hector, and then it was, uh, I think, the Fantastics, maybe. Oh my God! Yes, it was. I remember you, that. You did more stuff than you just did everything. It was. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was cool though, man. I uh, be, uh, like I told you earlier, I'm not just because he's your dad, but sure. But Chavo was my friend. I know. Uh, I met know. him, did a lot of stuff together, and yeah, right. stayed up a lot of nights together <laughs> watching TV. And uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, it was well, the Wild West back then. That's for sure. Uh, yes, it was, and uh, had some good times. Our business is, you know, it, 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 like you said, it was, it was a sacred business then. Yeah. Well, you know, you people didn't come, everybody that come up to you, a minute, they, everybody that come up to you wasn't a wrestler. Right. <laughs> everybody yeah. you talk to now, they try to give you the wrestling yeah. handshake. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't even know, you know, the guys don't even know what that means, you know, know. and it's, Flips me out sometimes. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I was gonna. I don't know. I was gonna say something. You got my train of thought got last, but uh, you guys, you know, you guys were on the road so much together, and that's what people don't realize is like there's times that I didn't see my dad for six months out of, out of the time out of the year. You know, straight I wouldn't see him because he'd be on a, in a certain territory, but he'd be with you guys. So he's more with he's you or their family more than our family because of the fact that you guys were with each other twenty four seven. The only time you'd leave is when you'd go to your each other rooms, you know, and hotel rooms. Like, yeah, hey, we, uh, we're gonna go uh, see. We're going to go to drive, you know, 300 miles. We're going to wrestle. We're going to drive back. We're going to hit the bar. And there we go, <laughs> you know.
that's what I was uh, kind of getting to earlier, Chavo. Yeah. Uh, see, we all depended on each other. Mm-hmm. And see, and when an a- angle works, and I'm going to give you a couple of, of uh, things that, to remind, you know, when after getting over and, and going to the Crockett's, you know, I had opportunity. It's where Magnum TA got hurt. Magnum, yeah. And uh, was it a car accident? Yes. And see, yeah. they were grooming him for the world title. Now, That's Rick, right. got, they don't have nobody to work Rick. Okay. And, uh, Rick you know, Rick. we've been doing our, but I was at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I got to do an angle with it, but see, bef- we did the angle, but before the- you had bicycle tapes then, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, I'm working uh, Dick Murdoch and, you know, and this, the- he knows I'm getting ready. I just shot this angle with flair and it's going around, it's, you know, so Dusty's got me in a single matches, getting me ready for flair. And, and this is how the boys worked. And I having a hell of a match with Dickie and he's getting the heat on me. He goes, Oh man. He said, you just did that angle with flair. He said, you're going to make us all a lot of money. He said, I'm going to hit you with the brain buster. That's his finish. Yeah, that's right. Kick out on one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how our business worked and everybody knew. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Midnight Express. You know, this, their finish was that locket rocket launcher. Dennis telling me the same thing in the ring. He says, God, I'm going to miss not working with you. He says, but boy, you got to make us a lot of money. Right. Uh, Bobby's going to hit you the brain buster, kick out on one. (laughs) But you see, that's what got me ready. And boy, and we did. I mean, Rick had a hell of a run for a while. And and it it did good. You know, it's like George South. You know, I see everybody, Chavo, back then could work, even your underneath guys. Right. Because, you know, like you said earlier, they got the shit beat out of them. They'd learn how to work because our business, you, they wouldn't let you into business if you could. And uh, it's like George t- told me, he said, hell, you bought my first house. <laughs> and that's cool. <laughs> but it's serious. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. that's the way it, the things were back then. Good, and, and what I'm getting back to is, is we depended on each other. Yeah, I don't know yeah. now because I, I don't work with the big organizations. I, you know, I go do some stuff every now and then. But I'm saving for the right time, fella. Sure. Because it, because it's gonna have to do something. Absolutely. And I'm Ricky Morton's gonna be there to, to give his advice then. But I just the boys are not the boys. I mean, they just don't take care of each other. They don't have a. I think uh, I think it just it just changed. Like I don't know for sure because I'm not there either. But I just feel like that um, they're you know in their we did like you said we depended on each other so much that i i would go go to my room shower go down to the bar go hang out with because if not i went crazy i'd go stir crazy we're on the road somewhere. yes i got you but and then you know there was no real like, social media wasn't like that you know and you know streaming netflix and so there wasn't there video games we didn't we didn't play that stuff we 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 got <laughs> didn't have time no, we drank, we, we rustled, then we drank, drank till, you know, with, with all the, you know, Ric Flair, everybody down in the bar. And then we got about four hours sleep and we got up and then we trained and then we, we ate and then we trained. Yes. And, and, and hit the road. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's, just, yeah. that's just the way it, it was at that time. And, and yeah. it was, but it was good though, man. I, I have some of my greatest memories, you know, I, you know, it's like I was telling somebody, I'll be with Robert. Longer right. I've been with my wife. Right. You know right. I mean? right. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. We've been right. and 
you, it, it's hard. You, know, I just seen a, a lot of guys attack team wrestling. Man, they were together about six months, and next thing you know, they're fist fighting. They're fighting. They don't have. But Robert and I depended on each other too. You know, my deal yeah. was to sell, give him a hot tag, right? And and then if things got a little. You know how it is when you're yeah. around somebody a long time. We just ride with somebody else. Yeah. And then this see, then two weeks we start yeah. riding again. We got new stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. New things to talk about. And to see, that's the secret. It's it's like that. You know, <laughs> it's a me and Eddie were like that, man. When we were together, when we, you know, because we're we're brother, basically brothers. You know, he was my yes. he was my dad's youngest brother by 18 years. So he was only three years young, older than me. So you know, there was times that, well, God, we were at each other's throats, but we both. Oh, knew I know. Once it was time, we got in that ring and we cooked. We went. Oh, we yes. Things, boom. And and if you're going to, if you, I, he was going to die for me and vice versa. I was going to get in the ring, die for him. Like, that's, that's what it was. Like, I felt like at that time that there was nobody better at that time. Uh, just because we just clicked so much, like, you're going to beat, you're going to kill him. You got to kill me too. You know, that's how, that's the way it was. No, oh, I got you, dude. That's the way me and Robert were too. You know, and uh, was, yeah, there was times yeah, we split up that we didn't ride together. And then we'd, you know, we'd ride just, just because, you know, you, you, it's, it is what it is. Sometimes you get in each other's nerves. You're, we're a bunch yeah. of assholes that are always, you know, balls oh, yeah. to the wall at all times, you know? Yeah, it, but you have, you, you got to learn how to do that. Yeah. And that's what keeps it together. Cause me and Robert, we wasn't only, uh, you know, I was like I was married to him, really. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I know. I'm, I'm bickering and fighting all the time. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of the boys, a lot of the boys back then, they, they, they'd poke that fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, they get course. me and Robert Hart in the dressing room, and they'd sit back and just laugh their ass off. Well, we but I wouldn't too. change as, nothing. As soon, as soon as we saw somebody, you know, like sell something, there'd be like sharks in the water. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, he sells this. Oh man, this bothers him. Oh, we would just be on top. Of him. Oh yeah, that was our entertainment, man. That was our entertainment. You know, it, it sure was. I mean, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change nothing. You know, right. uh, sure. You know, you stop to think about it. Somebody asked me uh, if you had to go back, what would you change? I said I wouldn't change nothing because one thing, because I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ. I don't care sure. what. Sure. Uh, if you change one second in your life, I wouldn't have my wife, my kids. Sure. <laughs> you know that you no, wouldn't No, I agree with you. If you just changed one second in your life, uh, but Robert and I had a hell of a run together and we still do. Uh, yeah. We still depend on each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like when we go matches and, and I do, I, I, you know, I'm not a bodybuilder, but I still go to the gym every day. I work out every morning. I do a lot of cardio. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and and don't think that I'm knocking Robert because I'm not. Right. But if he's not up to par, right. I am. I take yeah. care of him. Nobody knows. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I know there. exactly what it is. No one yes. Knows. Yes. No one knows because you take the load. If you're no. hurt, no one knows he takes over the load. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, I, I do that. You know, Robert's hips bother him and his knees, but that's all right. Nobody sure. knows. Absolutely. And we... But that's but I depend on him. He depends on me. And and, and honestly, Chavo, to tell you yeah. the truth, I make more money now than I ever made in my life. That's awesome. That's great. I sure you do. Deserve it. You guys have been yeah. everywhere you've gone. You know, and it's 
Yes, I, you've I did. You've paid those dues. <laughs> I'm, I'm 64 years old. I make more money now than I ever made in my life. That's great. That's, yes, it is. And I'm glad for you too, son. I watched, uh, and don't get me wrong, I think Chavo didn't talk about you all the time. You did. Right. You know, your son. And, and you know, we catch a peek. Same way with me and my boy. I, right. You know, he's really good looking kid and big boy, and he's really good, but it's not his time yet. Sure. And it's not your time yet. You, you, your time will come, huh? He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get there. Don't ask too much, too much going on in life right now. You got Like I told you earlier, our business, you got to be at the right place at the right time. That's right. And I told him, I says, and you'll be there one day. They're going to ask you to do something. That's what we got into earlier. Huh? Uh -huh. You never say, huh? Right. If they ask you to wear a T-bar to the ring, ask them what color. That's right. That's right. What color? That's the right. way it is. How did you guys get the? You're saying that um, Jerry gave you that Rock and Roll Express gimmick, but how, how did they put you guys together? Well, you know what? My uh, my dad was smart in this business. My dad always told me, he said, Ricky, most territories are owned by single wrestlers, and uh, as being a tag team, yeah, baby faces or heels, mm -hmm. you always have a place to go to. Because you, they bring you in because you're not a threat to the top, right? Baby face or top heel, I'm, and I'm really serious. No, yeah, I hear you. Uh, and and I get into that here in just a second. I won't because I'll tell you something. But uh, I had some great partners. A guy named Sonny King, me and Eddie Gilbert Sonny were tag King. team partners. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and to me, and I say this all the time, people say, "God, Ricky Morton, you one of the best baby faces." But I said, no, Ken Lucas was the best baby face. Hey, look here. Now I'm, I'm jumping from another limb because it reminds me. Ken, Ken Lucas had a, some Azora Jr. And he put some TMSO in it one time because I mean, he rubs it on. And your so dad saying. TMSO, if anybody knows, TMSO was something that they'd give the horses. That, that yes. is legal for yes. us. But they'd put, they'd put, it was like a pain, like a pain reliever type thing. And yes. They gave it to horses, but, you know, the guys, the boys would get hold of it and we would use it. <laughs> yeah. But listen, though, he had it's over junior and it goes right into your bloodstream. Yeah. Sure. So, yes. You could taste Chavo it. Was you saying, it. As soon as you put Chavo, it on, you could taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Chavo go, my neck was hurting it. Yeah. <laughs> so he asked Kenny to bark, rubbing it on his neck. And the next thing you're doing, was going, ah. I mean, it yeah. burned him up, and he yeah. he ran and jumped in the shower, and it yeah. made it hotter. hotter oh hotter. God, yeah. I, I, I was yeah. laughing. I was on the floor <laughs> crying. But being with Kenny, he taught me that everyone I learned from. But Kenny, he was a hell of a baby. He drew a lot of money in his days, and he taught me the importance of selling in a match mm. and how to do that. So, and like I was saying, Jerry Jarrett. And Jerry Lawler, they got mad at each other, so Lawler's going to go opposition from him. So he come to San Antonio, and he said, I want to put – because they had the fabulous ones in Memphis at the time, fabulous. Stan Lane and Steve Kern. Okay. Uh, they were over. Right. So he wanted a tag team for his part. So, But needless to say, I, you know, I, I left San Antonio, went back to Memphis. I'm going home. They teamed me up with Robert, but Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler made up. Now we're second fiddle. Okay. Uh -huh. Sure. So, but at this time, be at the right place at the right time now. Right. Jimmy Hart gave us our name. Oh, really? But Jerry Lawler put us together because, you know, Jimmy Hart and the music, he's going R&R, &R, Rolls, Rolls, Cinema. Huh? And I'll never forget, he told Jerry Lawler, he goes, why don't we call him the Rock and Roll Express? 
and Jerry Lawler goes, that's the worst name I ever heard, <laughs> but we need one. We'll go with it. Right. <laughs> so that's, but at, at that night, Bill Watts was getting ready to retire mm-hmm. and I'm going to see everything we talked about. is going to go and sink here in a second. As I've been talking along the right place, right time, right to do this right, right. territories. Bill Watts is going to retire and he wanted a booker that didn't work for he couldn't push himself. Okay. Uh, he was there in Memphis that night when they were all together and, and Eddie Graham stood up and said that, uh, needless to say about a week later, he asked us, would we be interested in coming to Louisiana? And then Bill Dundee come to me and told me he was taking the book over. I said, well, hell yeah. Cause I love Bill Dundee. You know, he's a little God. He, sure. He knew how to do some things, and he brought that Memphis work with him. But see, now we get to uh, Louisiana. You know who the top baby face was? Who? Abdullah the Butcher. In Louisiana? Yes. Now, but see, now you got to understand what I'm saying earlier. See, he was the top heel. Uh Him and Bill Watts just finished their Uh uh, angle. See, now... When you, you know how this shit works, right. that heel, you got to turn him baby face right. for the next heel come in for he could be the Abdullah for Bill Watts to wrestle him. Right. You see, that's how right. that right. stuff right. works. Right. 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 Okay. But now all that didn't happen. It's all big guys. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Dr. Death, Steve West, when Dr. Death was real big. Yeah. Uh, his, head, his head was about this big. I remember that. Head. God, he <laughs> is a monster. And then here, and then here come Bill Dundee in. And Bill Dundee was the first one. Yo, this is the time when the Russians and us fighting. Here we are, two young baby faces, rocks, you know, playing rock and mo, rock, you know, the rock and roll express, the bandanas. Right. Holy shit, we shot an angle with uh, Nikolai Volkov and Barry Dorso, the Russians, and holy right. shit, it just instantly over. And the whole time, that we're fighting the Russians. They're building the Midnight Express and Jimmy Cornette is running that mouth. Everybody's hating him. And for the territory come up with us. And then when Cornette hit the ring, him and Bobby Eaton on being Dennis Condry, holy shit, the territory. Yeah. Right place, right time. Right, time. right place, right, right time. things doing. And, and, and listen, yeah. we was young. Me and Robert were still young. Right. Bobby Eaton was young too. We all grew up together. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In our in the business, but Dennis Condry, mm-hmm. he was the master. Mm-hmm. God, he was so good. He God, he could weave and sew that match and paint them pictures by numbers. Greatest thing in the world to watch him in his younger days like that. And it just happened. You you see what I'm saying? We yeah. it just happened. The ter- we that's a big deal, boo. When you pop a territory, yeah, and then. We go to, well, we were in, hell, I'll tell you what, we were wrestling the Road Warriors in, uh, in the Superdome mm. for Bill Watts. You know, they brought, they brought the Road Warriors in. Dude, that's 40,000 people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, the first time yep. I saw the Road Warriors was, was, was a, a tape of my dad when he go to Japan all the time. The uh, uh-huh. the referee would you know give a VHS tape of of, of the show, and uh, you know I'd come up and see my dad's matches, but then I'd see you know Road Warriors. And I'm like, who are these guys? Oh my god, they come out and they hit me yes. and stuff. Gosh, I was like, wow, it's I've never seen this before. Yeah, what well, see, and they're in our territory. It, yeah. And Joe and Animal, you know, they had the reputation yeah. of hurting people, but. Every time I work with them, how they put us over in <laughs> Superdome, yeah. uh, double drop kick, but it was great and blew it off. But then that's when, uh, you know, Flair went back and told Crockett about us and Dusty was fixing to take the book over mm. for Jimmy Crockett. Yeah. And that, and the same thing, it just, we come in dust and I got to say this now we uh, I love Dusty Rose. Well, no, we didn't always get along. We had a lot of FU fights. Sure. Well, we did, but it's just the boys in the dressing room, man, back and forth. But he was smart as hell, man. We did the same thing. We went in. This time it was Ivan Koloff and Barry Dorso. Mm. And listen to me. They were the world champions, and they beat everybody in the territory. I'm talking Magnum TA, Dusty, beat them. And then they brought us in on TV, showed them videos of us that we made. Bomb, bomb. We, our first night in was in Shelby, North Carolina. Never couldn't I mean this place was. They hadn't never seen us before. And I tell you how secret our business was and how kayfabe we did. They had the matches for the TV, but the second TV. They had all the matches and me and Roberts on last, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, last match on TV with Ivan and, and Barry Dorso. Uh, and Dusty goes, hey, I'm going to change this match right quick. Rock and roll, y'all against the Russians on the first match. But we go an hour. We do the whole time. <laughs> See, none of the boys, none of the boys do. And you understand? Really. Yeah, you worked everybody. We did. I did. Dusty said, y'all yeah. going to win the titles, but it's right five minutes before we did it. Didn't talk over nothing. And uh, y'all won the whole, y'all go 58 minutes. We give you the cue to go home. Ricky Morton, I need you to do something spectacular uh, to be the finish. Uh-huh. You know, and I did the, I call it the horse, jump on the back, to the, you know, sure. flip over. And uh, the victory row. Yeah, victory roll. I call it the victory roll that was heard around the world because <laughs> it did. We won the world titles. The oh. territory just. Oh, I saw that. I know, and that's one thing. I think that was when you tripped. You guys tripped. Um, was it Ivan down? And then you did the. Uh, the victory uh, roll. No, victory they had. Barry was holding Robert. That's what it was. Ivan had the chain fixed to hit him with it, and I come up behind him. That's Boom. what it was. Yeah. Yes. That was beautiful. That was, that was yeah, awesome. but you know what? And and lucky too, because I never done it. Really? No, I never done it before. I've been, uh, you know, we were in the match working. He says, "What's that finish again?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never met Ivan. Yeah, really. Never met him. No. And and I think if if that finish didn't go over as good as it did, we wouldn't have did the business that we done. Sure. It was just perfect. It blew everybody's mind. Sure. Uh, what, what people don't realize too is that we people ask, oh, you know, how where, when when did you rehearse or when did you practice? You we don't. It hurts too much to sit and practice these moves. Damn right, it does. All these moves, I'm like, oh my god, like I just thought I could do this one move. I'm gonna try it. 
<laughs> That's how it worked. Yes. You know, I was at my school last night and, you know, I was in the ring with the guys and I just told him, I says, don't touch me. I just, we y'all lock up and we yeah. go through this stuff. I says, my ass is too old. You know, I know yeah. it's hard to take it. You know, and, and that's why my hat's off to all the boys that wrestled with no crowds. Yeah. Oh, you my know. God. So hard. I you, don't know how they do that. You know what, though, man? My hats are off to them because I know when you feed off the crowd and all of a sudden, I, it's like me. I worked on a couple of them. I got slammed with nobody in that building. And I felt like one of those cartoons just fell into a million pieces. You know, and look here. No, no joke. Somebody come I out and sweep you out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, you're dust. You turn it to dust. Yeah. Right? Well, yes. that's the thing is like people don't realize how much energy we get from the crowd. We get that like when you're in the crowd and you're in a big arena, and and I mean, you got ten thousand people there or more, and they're yelling, and you, I don't feel anything. You can punch me in the face. No, I don't feel I don't nothing. Feel, I don't feel anything. But you do it, and when there's nobody there, I feel everything. Yes, right? I. Uh... And that's that's true, Chavo. I was yeah. just sitting here thinking, man, gosh, the, the matches and the things that we've done it, it, never what yeah. that hurt because right. that driddling was going. Yeah. If you did yeah. next day, yeah. you know, hell you back back to work. Yeah, then, gotta well, go. the, next, the next morning, you know, that hurt, but but yes. in, the ring, in the ring, I'd be like chop me harder, harder. Yeah, oh gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? And I'm good glad because you know me being a baby i worked with a lot of guys a long time you know right. chop right. me i said dude i don't chop it's not my gimmick I, me either. <laughs> I don't chop right you know that's and and i let you and like brian pillman mm-hmm. i used to tell brian i used to, i did a lot i worked brian pillman a whole bunch and god he'd hit me so hard with a chop yeah and then finally i just got where he'd chop me and i'd slap it right beside the face and he'd go i mean i'm hard bam he go yeah. god i said yeah shit hurts don't it, it hurts it and, hurts yeah <laughs> and then uh and then he got to work you know he just the way it was i'm sorry i'm, I'm not a tough right. guy but brian he, yeah. he didn't know i yeah. said dude this is a work man you you light yeah. a cigarette off my damn chest yeah i used <laughs> to know? i used to do stuff with with benoit and i'd, I'd, I'd fall out of the ring and i'd have him we just knew each other so well in that ring i'd, I'd fall out of the ring and i'd just have him chop me and i'd go to the other side of the ring i'd be on the floor, right next right next to the rail right next to the people he chopped uh, the shit out of me then i go to the next side he chopped the shit i mean chopped all four quarters i'd go back in the ring and then we had him because everybody's like oh my god like <gasps> Yes, this, this is real. These guys are really. Oh my god! And we had them right there. And we go. Then anything we did, we, we it was fine. But w- once I got next to that those people, and he chopped up. Yes, right there, they were in awe. And, and I like that because when I sewed, yeah, if I can make that person on the front row, I would sell it like it really happened to me. And that, and I used to study stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you believed it. You know, now you know you don't. Punch a guy in the gut, and he does a forward row. How many times you seen that? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you sell it like you really did. Now, yeah. when I get to doing that, then many times working with the boys, you know, my nickname Punky is Punky. You all right? <laughs> you know, and I used to love it. Uh, yes. Now the guy I'm working with, they some hurt. This guy here on the front row. What do you think those guys up in that balcony are? People at home on TV. They're really believing what I'm doing. Absolutely. You know, you can't, you know, and I tell when I work, I said, guys, listen, when you get the heat, I could sell one punch right. better than I can 37. Absolutely. Because if you give Just me one. 37 punches, I need to be dead. 
Yep. You kicked me 35 times in my head. I could never get up. And that's yeah. why I got one of my first breaks in the business. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, man, Robert was, you know, playing second fiddle to the fabulous ones mm-hmm. in, uh, in Memphis. And we were wrestling Randy Savage mm-hmm. and Lenny Popo. Yeah. Brothers. Yeah, okay. Brothers. Uh, we worked me and Randy were the first ones. I promise you, we ever, to ever break a table. Really? Ray, wow. Randy power dropped me through the table. It was one of them big, thick tables, too. I don't know how it broke, right. but it broke. And Randy's trying to get me up you can't get, you, you to can't uh, get, get me back in the race. Maybe we got to go into the finish. I, I wouldn't get up. I sewed it. Yeah. Look here. I sewed it. And it made our own angle. And it got over like a son of a bitch. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of... You know, boom, I laid on the floor, and uh, I think they did a finish where they screwed Robert, and I was on the floor, and they brought the, the gimmick out to yeah, yeah. bring me back. Right. And and I get in the back, and Randy's going, God, man. I said, no, dude, I just sewed it, and boom, yeah. on yeah. that TV Saturday, man, here I come out with that neck brace on and right. trying to talk, and they jump on me, and here comes Lawler and Dundee getting Randy, and everything meant something. I agree. And and that's how really that's when I really, really realized how important selling is in the business. And if you yep. do it right, you know, I, I like I've been watching this stuff on the A and E WWE's having on there. Uh and, and notice Terry Hulk Hogan. You know, I know Terry, he started in Memphis too. Uh he wasn't the best worker in the world. I mean, he's over. Don't give me a shot, but he's sure. over. <laughs> right. But w- what did he do? He sewed. So, mm. Hell yeah, he sewed. And he got over, man. That made that comeback, jerk that damn shirt off. And yeah. He was all over, but the flying and dying and the crying and the head scissors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I noticed that too. When I'm, when I'm watching TV now, I'm watching any any matches. Is that everybody's they're they're working too hard. They're 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 not selling like you know, you, you, you gotta shoot somebody with a bazooka for for it to mean anything now. It's like, guys, have you ever got punched in the face in a bar? I mean, there's there's times that you get sometimes you get punched in the face and you're hey, you know, you'll keep going, doesn't hurt at all. And there's sometimes you get punched and you're you can't oh. see, you could fall, you can't, you're 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 groggy, like it's not realistic anymore. What I see is these people are going these power bombs, and you know they're nipping up, and I'm like, what? Are, what are you doing? They're That's what I'm. You too know, hard. You try, yeah. and, and, it. That was tr- what I was trying to make. Yeah. What I was saying earlier, you know, I could. I can sell one better than I can a million because it's not realistic. And that's the reason why it it, is it because the boys are scared. They look weak. Yeah. Or is that, or they think being weak, it's not going to, they're not going to work on top or something. I don't know. Hey, you take one body punch. You you watch, you know, UFC, you watch pro boxing, take one body punch. And these guys like, you know, like a kidney punch. Oh, you you drop, you drop to the floor because your whole body, your whole organ sees up. Oh yeah. But that's real. Yeah, but now they run over you in a car and you yeah, kick I, out on one. That's yeah, true. I know. And then everything's serious. Yeah, everything's too. Hey. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, but you know what, man? Hey, it, it's a different time, and it's one of those, um, you know, <laughs> whatever, what? man. It's one of those that yeah, I, I can't. No yeah, win. We can no pick win it apart. Situation. We can pick it apart, but at the same time, hey, you know, um, 
you know, I think that's maybe why careers are, are a lot, they're not lasting like they used to last. Now, these guys are talking about wrestling for like four years or five years and they're done because the fact that, man, the, just the punishment these guys are going through that they're putting their bodies through, you, you can't do that. You can't. Yeah. Now, let me, let me ask you something, Chavo, sure. because I never wrestled with the, you know, you know, they, WWE put us in the Hall of Fame. We never even wrestled for them. Right. But that's cool, though. That's I man. That's a great compliment. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to say is, as I've been reading a lot, and they've been letting a lot of people go. Mm-hmm. What what's up? I don't understand. Before, is it? Well, you know, the they, office, or they yeah, don't know they, where they're headed. Yeah. So what happens a lot of times in WWE is that once it comes to a certain time, like after WrestleMania and that kind of stuff, you know, you got budget cuts. You got you know now when you have um, you have stockholders. It's all mm-hmm. a shuffle of numbers is what they're trying to do to make the, their numbers look better. Um, mm-hmm. So you let people go, which you, you cut, cut part of the budget out and you, so you just made this money from WrestleMania, but now your budget got less. So your profit margins are a little higher. That's somehow sometimes when it happens, but another times too, is that, you know, sometimes they just, they think there's no real rhyme or reason to it. Even when, when I was there, I'd be like, okay, why did they let go of this guy? But they kept this guy, you know, uh, you know, this guy, you know, he, he's okay. You know, no, no big deal, but this other guy's money and he wasn't breaking the bank. He could make so much money. That's when I was saying like Luke Gallows, Luke Gallows, mm-hmm. when they let him go from, from WWE, then he went to TNA and he was there for a while. And then they let him go. I go, wait a minute. This guy's a six foot seven, 300 pounder who does business, who sells his ass off, who can work, who's not breaking the bank. Why would you let this guy go? I don't, I don't understand. Then he went to Japan and, and killed it. And now the guy's working for five different companies and doing well and hustling his ass off. So I, I, I don't know, man, sometimes it, it's, there's no rhyme or reason. I don't know why they let some people go and keep some people. It's weird. Me either. I mean, I, I sit and think, I mean, I, I see a lot of good talent. Oh, uh, great talent. You know, and then I yeah. see a lot of talent that stays there. Yeah. They never get rid of, uh, you know, they're having trouble getting out of their contracts. You know, they yeah. ask, ask me out of their contract. No. <laughs> okay. Right, 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 but, right. And they're not even at the same level as the person they let go. To me, that's the way I'll right. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same thing with you. I, I, I believe the same thing. And I don't know if there's, who's in charge i just i'm not sure you know i'll put it this way when i when we started doing lucha underground and i was um involved in that and some of the wrestlers that we got that were let go from wwe i was like Mm -hmm. why did they let this guy this guy's an amazing talent they just didn't know what to do with them you know guys like willie mack and uh, brian cage and then like um Mm -hmm. just some other guys that like like uh uh, ricochet you know we he wrestled for as prince puma for us he tried out for wwe and didn't didn't make it I'm like, how did this guy not make it? This guy's incredible. He sells his ass off. He can do. It. He's like a like an action hero. He can do anything. And then yeah. he's there, you know, kicking butt. So, I was literally like, like uh, whoever was in charge back then should have been fired because some of the guys they let go were these amazing wrestlers. Yeah, so many great talents. You know, and I love all the boys. You Absolutely. know, I I'm saying I can't. You know. Uh, I guess working in the office there wouldn't be a job for me because I couldn't, well, you know, you're not a dick. <laughs> well, I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't, yeah. uh, because the way I look at it is this guy's, this is his job, how he feeds his family. This right. is his job that gives him the advantage over the regular, uh, eight, nine to five job. 
that he has a little bit more doing this and all of a right. sudden you're cut off. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'd get pressure. in an argument with a lot of the, yeah. the boys back there, you know, and sure, sure. sometimes they had not, you'd be sitting there and somebody, Dusty asked somebody, how was that match? I said, oh, this is shit. Right. I'd go grab that guy. I said, come here, man. I said, don't say that about them people. The match was the shits. Right. I said, hell, he feeds his family. Dusty Lobble, let him go. Give his mm -hmm. notice. And he won't right. be able to feed his family. Just tell him it was. Every time I come back, I'm not kidding. I right. come back. How was your match? It was the best match I ever had in my life. Because <laughs> nine out of ten times, they didn't watch it. So, ex <laughs> you know? yeah, except for what, uh, what, one time we did a show. It was, I don't know what it was. It was some show in Tennessee or something like that. And uh, like the second match was probably like a battle Royal. I don't know if you remember this. It was a battle Royal and it was, it was atrocious. It was horrible. These guys were just, yeah. I mean, they're just playing rushing in the ring. It was horrible. So then uh, I, I watched it and my eyes were rolling like, Oh my God. So you pulled all the guys aside and you say, Hey guys, come here. And I thought you were to give them these, drop some wisdom on them. You know, everybody from the battle Royal, come over here, please. Everybody from the battle Royal, come over here and sit down, mm -hmm. please. Everybody came over there, and I thought, you know, like you were going to, you know, explain what they did wrong and stuff. And you said, okay, uh, everybody here in the Battle Royal, uh, you should kill yourselves right now. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and you walked away. <laughs> who, who said this? You said this. I, I did. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, it was so awesome. I've done I, it. I laughed, yeah. I laughed my ass off. It was good. Oh, yeah, then, I did that. That was horrible. Yeah, no, yeah right? No, it was, it was But I was ribbing, but you know. Was, I, yeah, I get it. No, totally. Hey, Matt, but so I always tell the boys that. I'm sorry. That. So no. when you come back, the promoter asks you how is your yeah. match, best match you ever had because he yeah, didn't it's, watch it's it. It's amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Charles. No, no, no. So, hey, so we're getting, we're starting to wind down here, but, uh, you know, one thing that we do, I do on uh, suplexes and surfaces is I, uh, I do this, this rapid, uh, rapid fire questions and it's kind of, uh, nothing right, nothing wrong, no right or wrong answer just for your fans to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Are, are you game? Want to play? Okay. I'm ready. All right. So the couple, these are so, definitely some that, uh, I asked a lot of wrestlers because we're always on the road. So were you a, were you a Cracker Barrel guy or a Waffle House guy? I'm a Waffle House guy. Still Waffle am. House. Yeah. I hear you. Oh okay. yes. Still am. Going to a lot of territories. I mean, not territories, but shows yeah. the guy, the money man is take you out to eat where you want to go. I said, well, <laughs> I'm in the mood for a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> waffle House, exactly. Hell yeah. It's always open and it's always hot. Right. Right. Okay. Who was the, uh, who was the the better champ? Was it Ric Flair or Harley Race? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Wow. Okay. Um, who's tougher? Oh, can I explain it? Absolutely. Please do. Uh, you know, I had the chance to work with both of them. Harley was a was a was a bumping world champion. Ric Flair. He man. He uh, he gave the people the money's worth, no matter what. And I and I'm there. I'm living proof of it. If you didn't go an hour with him, you went 58 minutes mm -hmm. every night. You know, me and Rick went 17 right. straight hour matches right. every day. And then we, after that, next seven days, we'll, we went an hour and a half. Wow. But Amazing. this is what I want to try to tell you. And it's hard. And I want everybody that's out there that's a wrestler to know this. To be, to walk out in the Charlotte Coliseum. I'm the baby face. I just did this angle with Flair, and Flair is the god there. Mm -hmm. You walk out, and the people, you got the little girls cheering for us, but the wrestling fans are cheering for Ric Flair. That's right. We're supposed to go an hour in the match. 
Okay. Ten minutes in that match, he's done turned everybody in that building. They're they're throwing stuff. Fifteen minutes in the match, they done pushed the guardrails up to the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm bleeding. I'm selling. I see Arn Anderson. I see Robert. They come down. I'm taking bumps into the ropes, knocking the marks off the ring. I'm saying, and Ric Flair tells me, he says, I'm going to throw you over the top rope, but lay on your feet and go straight to the top turnbuckle. That way people can see me. You understand? Mm-hmm. He said, when you do that, i got to slide out this back way here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got, they're going to kill me. Yeah. And we did. I had to check. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, okay. they're masters. Master. But you see, that, and that's what I'm talking about. Don't get me wrong. Harley yeah. was great. Right. But Ric Flair was, to me, was the the greatest world champion because he understood it and yeah. he played that role, buddy, and he lived that role. That's yeah, just what, my opinion. I agree. I, I hear you. Okay, so who was uh, who was tougher? Now there was tough guys back there, but uh, was it Danny Hodge or Dickie Slater? For uh, Danny Hodge. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Now the reason why you yeah. know Dick Slater was a one punch guy, right? You hear me? Yeah. He punched you. I seen him knock zoom out, fucking out, bro. You know, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. saying yeah. He, he had that yeah. one punch. You know, yeah. and that's it. Let me tell you, ninety nine percent of the toughest people in the world, one punch. If you get that first punch in, means a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then run like a son of a bitch. But I don't. Danny, did you ever meet Danny Hodge? Yes, sir. You ever shake hands with him? I I did. He did not kill me, thank God. But uh, yeah, I, what a nice guy. I was a uh, nice guy. Really, guy such mild manner. My dad be like, okay, he's the killer. He's a an Olympic an Olympic uh, wrestler, Golden Gloves champion. He could you know never win. lost, never lost a match. Never, never lost a match. Would uh, he told me the stuff with the pliers would break pliers with his grips and you know yes the, all that stuff. Yeah, Dick Slater was a brawler, but see, right. Danny Hodge was a brawler, but he didn't show it any mm. i uh i was in tulsa oklahoma maybe 15 years ago and danny had a little beer joint mm. and uh, i went down to see it and he was sitting in there and i'm sitting on a the, up at the bar me and danny are talking and this guy walks up and goes hey then people back there said you one of them fake wrestlers ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. hey look here Danny Hodge stands. You listen to that. He says, Oh, hi, my, how you doing? <laughs> and he, Danny had, he took the guy, stuck his hand out, and he, this guy dropped straight to the floor. He spun him around and put the sleeper on him. Boom, like that. This, in a matter of 30 seconds, this guy shit and peed all over himself. He's laying here on the floor, out. Yeah. That was the 30 <laughs> seconds I went, you know, I mean, yeah, geez, yeah. Yeah, who you yeah. think's the toughest? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we just talked about your vintage or car, or vintage car car or a new car guy. Vintage car. I'm an old car guy. Okay. Cool. Cars or trucks? Cars. But yeah. I, you know, I, it's hard to answer. I yeah. like cars because I travel a lot. But I got right. both. Right. Right. <laughs> I, got, right. I got a truck right. and a car too. Fifty-six uh, Nomad. Oh, do you? Nice. Really. Sixty-six Chevelle. Oh yeah, I got cars, buddy. I love it. <laughs> I got a '66 Super Sport, 396, mm. all original, mm. twenty-seven thousand miles on it. Which a paid job, and yes, wow. Wow. oh yes, That's oh awesome. yeah, buddy. That's Go awesome. ahead. 
Uh, are you blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Blondes. That's it. We just <laughs> want to have fun. <laughs> well, I can say gray now, but uh, gray. Go. <laughs> are, you, are you a were you a Tyson or Ali guy? As Ali guy, got a picture of him on my wall. Had pleasure to meet the greatest man I ever met in my life to shake hands with. And I'm telling you that, Muhammad Ali. It's like when I shook his hand, lightning went through me. Really? And the nicest guy, this is in the the Superdome in Louisiana. And he comes, let me tell you, man, he comes in, he, what a guy, shook hands with him and just talking to him. And, And my son, my oldest son now, that's 39. He was in the floor playing with some cars. Muhammad Ali sat right down beside him. Now here come in Bill Watts and all them. And Bill Watts walks up, say, "I'm Bill Watts. I'm the promoter." And Muhammad Ali looked up at him and goes, "Oh, you're the one that steals all these guys' money, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I like to awesome. die. But no, what a good yep. guy, Muhammad. Yeah. He's the greatest living man I ever met in my life. Muhammad wow. Ali was. Wow. You know, that's, that's, that's that's huge. Huge. That's huge. Yes. That's huge. That's beautiful. That's a great story. Are you uh, are you a vodka or tequila guy? Tequila. Tequila. Mm, me too. Mace my clothes. <laughs> oh, wow. It's true, right? Yes. Hey, it, anywhere you go, drink tequila, I'd be naked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm the same way. Uh, were you a in music? Were you a Led Zeppelin guy or Leonard Skinner guy? I was really a Leonard Skinner guy. Leonard Skinner, good guy. That Southern guy. rock, Southern guy. I know them all. I know they're good guys. That uh, yes, um, Ricky Metlock, good, good dude. Yo, yes, dude. Big Ricky, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and uh, two tough girls, two tough chicks out there. Was it? Uh, were you Mula or Sherry Martell? Now, who'd you say first? Mula, great Mula, or Sherry Martell? Oh, uh, Mula, Mula. Yeah, she was tough, yes. right? I need Damn to right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I was back in her days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been in bars with her too, boys and dot. Hell, she's standing right there with the boys and fist fight them all too, buddy. That's right. That's right. That's right. I so, love Mula. She was my friend. Yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> I met her. She was good friends with my grandfather. Met her when, when I was younger. Uh, I think I was mm-hmm. probably, uh, maybe 14 or something. My uh, She came into some place and you know, introduced me to her. My grandfather introduced me to her. That was really cool. Cool to, cool to meet such a legend, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love Moolah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, so uh, where can anybody find you nowadays? What, what do you? What oh, you- man, you can find me everywhere. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Ricky Morton. I'm on Facebook, School of Morton. Remember, I have a YouTube show. It comes on every Sunday live from my school. You hardly ever see me on it. Somehow I come out and thank the people, but it's for my students at my school. And not only do I teach professional wrestling, uh, I have, uh, I got everything there. Teach you how to run the cameras, do this. How to, I'm not the best interview guy, but I have people that come in to do all that. Nice. Uh, I, I have kids that come in. I get a lot of heat from Cornette about that. But, you, but understand me, I take kids and change their life. And I'm going to give you Absolutely. an example of one here. Is a, guy, a kid that come to me, had cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. He wanted to join my school. Okay. He's overweight. He didn't go to school. And when he put his mama brought him to me, she's in the background doing this. No, don't let him sign. And I looked at him. I could see something, even though he's got several homes. Sure. I says, uh, you want to join my school? He said, yeah. I said, damn right. You can. 
but I brought him in and I took my time with him. Mm-hmm. He lost like right around 80 pounds. Wow. He went from being bullied at school to the, it, uh, what you call it, the guy wears the thing around straight A's. He got a four-year scholarship in college. Oh, valedictorian? Valedictorian, sure did. Wow. Uh, okay, now, he lost 80 pounds. He, he learned how to work out. And if you could adjust yourself to him, you could have a hell of – him and Chase Owens used to have a hell of a match together. Really? And he had said, well, and see, this arm and this leg was smaller, yeah. but I just covered it up. Yeah, I gave him a long sleeve to put on this one and this, and you couldn't hardly tell it. But the best thing about this, and I hope I don't, people, when I say this, don't take this wrong, but he got his first taste of some nookie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. His good whole fucking him. life changed. Absolutely. Okay. Good for him. See, that's what I teach, man. Yeah. You know, and I do. Don't, don't ever give up. Don't let, you know, I was like that, man. I broke the business. You don't think I was bullied. You're never make it. You're too small. We we all heard that. We all Yes. You're never go here. This and that and that. And that's what I, that's the words that I live by. Yeah. You know, dude. And and so thank you for asking that, but go ahead. No, no, no. That's great, man. Oh yeah. The more Twitter, real Ricky Morton. Twitter, real Ricky Morton. What are you on? on Real Ricky Morton. Uh, Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta ask myself. I don't know. I know. I got right. so much of the, so many social media stuff out there, brother. Man, yes. I can tell you this: it's been such a pleasure talking with you, man. And it was like sitting on the learning tree. I, I love it every time we get together and have a beer or two. I can sit there and talk. Yes, hours. but you know what, Chavo? It's just knowing what a pleasure in life it was for me to know your dad, Hector Anamondo. I never met your grandfather, uh, but all them. And remember too. Uh, I, we talked about me you sitting in the bar drinking uh, that night. I was because I had you. I was messing with you all night long. Right, I don't right, know if right. you remember that. I'm fucking yeah. with you. Yeah, uh, and you, you, you tell me you don't tell me that twenty times. <laughs> but that, and, that, and then I'd wait and I'd do it again. <laughs> and I see you go. <laughs> I was just messing with you. You know, I love that. it, man. I love it, man. I love it. That's one thing I I I love is getting with you guys. <laughs> It's getting with all, 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 all you uh, call them the, the, the old timers, but the guys that uh, that been there, you know, it's it's. Like, hey, what a time we had down at Luke Gallows! Oh, I had a hell of a time that day. Man, I got drunk. Yeah, I got drunk. I, I did yeah. this, me and yeah. my boy. My son was. That was a good time for my son yeah. to meet something and, and really live their environment of the boys. Yeah, you know, because they it was all everybody was doing their thing. He was shooting over here. He was shooting over here. And, right, right. And all you guys, and we all meet in the middle. Yeah. Burned up here. I'm sitting there, and here comes Elvis Presley out the door. I think that was Heath Slater. What <laughs> he was dressed up like? Right, well, Elvis right. Presley and Robert. <laughs> see, Robert don't know. Us. I said, Robert, you know that boy. I don't know what kind of gimmick. See, I said, that's Heath Slater. <laughs> Great. I love uh, it. Always remember this, Chavo. I, I love the boys in this business. Yeah, I agree. I love the boys that understand our business mm-hmm. and, and realize that it, even if you're out there and you're trying to break in this, how hard it is, but don't never let nobody tell you you can't live your dream. Life's about dreams. 
I agree. It's, you know, I've, when you, I've, met a, I've met a lot of successful people, and every time I meet one of those successful persons, never once did that person tell you, tell me you couldn't, you can't do it, or you can't, you, you, you won't make it. Those successful people, those are the ones that are telling you you can make it because people used to tell them they couldn't make it, and they made it. So no, sir. The, one, the ones that tell you you can't do it, those are the haters. Those are the ones sleeping on their mom's couch. Those are the ones that they never made it themselves. But anybody who's been there, they, they'll, they'll be positive. They, you can make it. Yeah, I got you. You know, on social media too. You know, I, I people That's right. say bad things, mm-hmm. but I, I always tell Robert and I tell everybody, never say nothing back. <laughs> never say nothing back. Block. I just put yeah. block, block, block. <laughs> yes, never say nothing back. There's right. the ones that don't understand. That's true. And it, you know, and every mark you meet they say no everything about our business that's true and then when you sit there and talk to them for 30 seconds you realize they don't know shit they don't <laughs> they don't know brother. nothing i'm sorry about my language if i got no no out no, of place good. but no, uh, good, but i stand up for that and I, and I love the boys i love you love your family and uh thank you for being a part of my life likewise brother thank you so thank so you. much for being on the podcast man it was such a pleasure just talking to you and uh, like i said that was like that was a learning tree right there that's a highlight of my day brother so thank you travel mine too you have a good day my friend you too brother P- keep in touch man i'm here in time you it's, need me. all right I, uh, me too bye bud bye buddy Get his pants on. Not Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah.